Welcome to The Destined Life, a podcast about achieving the life that God has planned for you, which is The Destined Life. We discuss topics like God, church, relationships, health, finance, and so much more. I'm your host, Destiny Harris. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Destined Life podcast, a podcast about achieving the life that God has planned for you. I am so happy because today we have a guest. We have Hector here. Hector, would you like to uh, introduce yourself? Let them know a little bit about who you are. Hello, Destiny. Yes, (laughs) my name is Hector Suko. I'm a motivational speaker here in Miami, Florida. Um, One of my specialties or one of my branches is grief and how to go about living your best life, even if uh, you have lost someone. So that's what we're here to talk about. And I want to thank you for having me on. Yes, of course. I'm really excited. I hope that this really blesses somebody. Um, As you all know, this uh, lately, it has been a lot of deaths. I was just telling him before uh, we started recording, there has been a lot of deaths. I feel like every time I open up social media or just talking with the family or, you know, having that phone call, there's so many people that have been dying lately. Celebrities, people around the block, whatever, it's just been happening. And it's something that is very uncomfortable to talk about. It can be, but I want um, us to be able to know how to deal with that time because it can be unexpected. Not all the time do you have all the preparation in the world to prepare for it. Sometimes it is sudden. Sometimes you do know that it's getting ready to come. So we're going to be talking about that today. But before we get into grief, uh, our first segment is called Get It Off Your Chest, which is um, a th- very therapeutic. Um, and what I like for us to do in that segment is for us to get out basically whatever we need to say, or just something that you may have been thinking that you never said out loud, uh, you know, of course, be respectful, but something that is uh, that you just want to get off your chest. So you can go first, Hector, what is something that you want to get off your chest today? I am happy. I have a vacation coming up. I'm going to Philadelphia. Yeah, I'm going to Philadelphia. And we're going to see the fireworks on July 4th in Philadelphia or the city where our nation's founding occurred, uh, where they signed a declaration of independence. I'm I'm very excited to be there. I have taught social studies for like four or five years out of the 13 Mm -hmm. years I've been a teacher. And I always read about the signing of the Declaration of Independence and it occurred at Independence Hall in Philadelphia. So uh, one of the things that I did put on my bucket list was to see July 4th, the fireworks that John Adams talked about that would he thought was going to occur on July 2nd. But it took two days for some of the signers to actually get there uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, there was no car. <laughs> right. So they did yeah. finally sign it on July 4th. And yeah. It's going to be an amazing experience because from Philadelphia, we're actually traveling to Europe for the first time in my life and my wife's life. We are going to Europe. Our kids have obviously never been there. So that's going to be an amazing experience. So I'm getting it off my chest. I'm excited. Um, You know, the closer it gets, the more nervous I'm, the more nervous I am, but definitely something that people should do either uh, travel, get out of the house, you know, 
and and just see see something new yes i love that that's amazing i love it when i hear people i feel like when people go on vacation before they even go they're kind of already there i know my parents they went on a vacation recently and before they even went my dad was like i'm already on vacation right now you don't even know it <laughs> so some people are already there so i i, I think that's amazing for you uh for me uh, something I want to get off my chest is that uh, this week was crazy. It was all rearranged. Um, but I thank God that I was able to keep going and uh, still have a smile on my face because usually I'll be like, oh my gosh, everything's rearranged. It's just like, so like, okay, it's the end of the world. Like I have to start over. And it's like, you just got to keep going. That's part of being an adult. Things change and they change last minute. But, um, and I had to do some things that I wasn't really comfortable doing this week, but I got through and I'm doing it and um, I feel really good. Even though times may be weird, it actually helps you grow. So uh, speaking of weird times and times that are, uh, that may be uncomfortable today, as you all have already heard, uh, we're going to be talking about grief. And this isn't going to be like a sad episode where we're just like, uh, but we want to be able to help. Um, Hector's going to help me. He's going to help me to help you all to be able to understand uh, what grief is. So that would be our first question. What is grief exactly? Whenever somebody close to our lives moves on, passes away, um, it does make people feel like something's missing in their life. Uh, however big that hole is in your heart, uh, that's just what it is. And for many people, from what I've heard, this hole either closes or doesn't. Every person is different. The size of the hole is different. And, and so you have a wide range of people on a spectrum of what grief means for them. Yes, there's the, there's the dictionary definition of grief, but grief, just like almost everything else, is different and unique for every single person. Yes, I like that answer because I do feel like it is different. For, like there are certain people that I know who have lost people that were very close to them and the way they dealt with it, you probably wouldn't have even known if you didn't know them, you wouldn't know that that happened. You know, you're just like, oh, they seem cool. And then there are other people who are a little bit more outward with it. Um, I wanted, this is one of the biggest questions that I really wanted to ask. And that is when it comes to grief, grief, is it okay? Uh, is there a good way to deal with it? Is there such thing as like a healthy way to deal with grief or does that even exist? So there are, again, there's kind of a spectrum of how people live. Not, I'm not going to say the word deal with it. That is, that, that is a negative connotation to it. That's, this is mm -hmm. something that you have to deal with. Um, so I would say, how do people live their life in this, in their new reality? And again, there's mm -hmm. a spectrum. We know that there are negative slash bad ways to live your life after a loss. And there mm -hmm. are good, if there is a good, healthy ways to live your life after that episode. And so we know the bad ways. If somebody takes up drinking, if somebody doesn't put their life back together and continues working or something like that, and, and they turn to, let's say, drugs, right? And so, of course, there are healthy ways to continue living your life. If grief continues to be an issue preventing you from living your best life, then therapy is the answer. 
yes, this recording and this, this episode can help and can assist you as much as you wanted to let it assist you. Mm -hmm. And I will give you the tools, it's a few tools that can help in general people, but I don't know. And I'm talking to the audience now. I don't know you. Um, only you know you. You know the right. best way that you yourself can live your life to the to the best of your ability. Yes, I think I love that you said that. Uh, don't say deal with it, because I've um I well not grief, but when it comes to other things, I know that that has been uncomfortable for me like um just other like you know things that may happen in life that you probably weren't too happy about them like oh well, you need to uh well you got to deal with it and it's just like I it was very weird to me and I never really said it out loud and then when you just said that I'm like oh so okay that is not just me <laughs> so you said you I believe you said um how do you uh live with your new reality I'm not sure the exact wording but it was really good if you want to repeat that Yes, your reality is now different mm -hmm. for, for, you know, for all, everyone going through grief. It, it is a more negative or slash or quote unquote bad reality. I, I Again, I don't like to use that word because you are still living. You are still with us. Uh, one of the right. one of the things that you want you want to take away is that there are other people that are dependent on you, whether it's your family, your friends, your, your the people that you work with. Um, there are other people still here with you, and and yeah, just just again living your best life with this new reality. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone who you know is um. Oh, uh, try not to use that word now, <laughs> but as you know, has to be reality. Um, and they are kind of throwing their life away in a way. And I want to make sure I'm very specific because I don't know if that's the best wording, but you know, we're all here, so we know I probably wouldn't say that to them, but um, you know, you see that they probably have turned to drinking or they just have stopped working, they stopped living with purpose, and they just have kind of like, okay, well, that person died, so I've died too. What would you say to them, and how would you help them? Um, uh, to be able to um, embrace this new reality, if you will. Um, that's a tough question because yeah. it, it depends on your relationship with this person. I don't know if you saw the movie Collateral Beauty, but mm -hmm. it's Will Smith and an actress that he's, he's acting with and so he lost his daughter and he goes on a, a the, like not bad in a way, uh, but he is extremely depressed. He can't get over it. And he walks into a, a grief counseling session or a group meeting that deals with grief. And the mm -hmm. woman that is there taking charge of the meeting says, why don't you stay? Why don't you stay with us? You know, I, I, I don't want you to leave. I want you to stay with us. And he goes, not today. So he leaves. And the woman doesn't make any moves, doesn't physically stand up and brings him into the room. The next time that he goes, he decides to stay. Now, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. If you haven't seen mm -hmm. it, please do. And maybe skip a few seconds here because I don't want to ruin it uh, for anybody that hasn't seen it. This woman ends up being his, his wife and that she lost her daughter as well. Um, and so you can see how she didn't pull him into the first meeting that he showed up to. Mm 
she let him go. Right. So there are many times in which you just have to let people grieve. Now, what if they're drinking? What if they start doing drugs? What if they, you notice that they start hurting themselves? Yeah, that's when you're going to have to have some sort of intervention. Who, and again, it goes back to who are the closest people to this person? And how can you right. all help this person either get into therapy, um, you know, I don't want to say Alcoholics Anonymous because then there are, now there are separate issues there. It, right. the, the basic is the same. You want to help this person and you may not be able to do it alone. So you're going to need help. If you want to take it on your, if you want to do it by yourself, the first thing you have to do is empathy, 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 put yourself in their shoes. What is it that they want or they would like to hear? Right. I like, uh, I'm writing notes. That's why I keep looking at my computer because um, I think this is very helpful. Um, when you say, I think that's the weird part is uh, when it comes to grief, because I've seen other people who have gone through the grief and I'm looking at them and I'm kind of like taking notes like, okay, so is this how this is supposed to be? Is there such thing as a certain time when you're supposed to um, not be grieving? Is there a thing there's such thing as, oh, like, oh, I'm no longer grieving or I don't know. So let's go back to that first thing I said about the hole in the heart, right? And again, mm -hmm. this hole can close and you can live your life. And yeah, they can be a memory. They can be something that you think about here and there and you move on, right? Um, we've all, if you're an adult, nine times out of 10, you've probably lost a grandparent. And so I think that's probably one of the easiest because like you said at the beginning, you are expecting it. Um, and then when it finally does happen, of course you are sad one, two, three days, maybe that grandparent made a huge impact on you. So for two or three months, you're really there sad. Um, you're remembering them birthdays come and they're not there with you and and you feel it and you're just like oh my god they're not here with me and and you have a cry about it let's say a year goes by and yes you visit their uh graveside and so on so on and so forth and you keep living your life you go to work uh you're raising your kids and you know you you're going out you're having date nights with your spouse right did you stop grieving it has become low, uh, but you're never going to forget this person in your life. And so, I mean, I think that's what the question is. Is there a basic way of saying, okay, is the grieving process done for this person? Yes. And they have adjusted to their new reality. Yes. So you can miss someone and not be grieving. I believe that is true. Yes. Okay. Cause I, I mean, cause you gotta like, you know, I miss this person. Cause sometimes I feel like for, uh, when it comes to grief, they're like, you may be over, like, not, I don't want to say over. That's not the words that I want to use. Uh, but you may have accepted this new reality and you're like, okay. And you may not have even thought about like me, how it happened or whatever. You're like happy. You're feeling good. You're like, okay, this is what it is. And then one day it all comes back to you. And then it just, you break down again and I've, and I've seen this with a lot of uh people who have posted or whatever 
Um, and they're just like, man, wow, that really happened. This is still going on. And, you know, it comes back or whatever. And it's, is that okay to have those moments? Like, you know, because I don't know if there's a such thing as this is okay and this is not okay. But like, you know, those that uh, some people, they kind of uh, beat them. So I know I would, because I'm a person, I don't like going back. Like there are certain things that may have happened in the past that it comes back to me and I'm like broke down again, but I just feel like it's not okay. So is it okay for people to have those moments and how should we uh, handle with that. So this goes back to what I say to my audience, which is mm-hmm. you have to imagine your, de- your, your daily life as if every day you are walking into the ocean and you're right by the shore. And so what happens if you're at the beach, the water, let me ask you, Destiny, have you ever been, you've been to a beach, correct? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you go out into the water and you're waiting and and the water is up to your waist, well, how can the water be? What do you mean? The water, the water, is it, is it, can it be smooth? Can it be rough? It can be a lot of different ways. Exactly. Yes. So that's how grief and other stresses in your life can be. You're, when you go out there, it could be as smooth as you can see the reflection of the sun in the water. Other days, there can, it can be rough, right? Could be choppy. There are mm-hmm. other days, however, you go to the beach and the waves are hitting you. Bah, 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 and they're coming in. Have you ever been swept up by a wave at the beach when you were a little kid? Yes. And actually. what happens? <laughs> it, it, it turns you, right? It turns you, uh-huh. flips you in, like upside down and, and it turns you a few ways. And then what happens when you finally resurface, right? You're like, whoa, and you're dizzy and that wave hits you hard. That's how it is with grief and everyday stresses. Every day that you walk out into that ocean, there are going to be some waves. Some of them might be low and some of them might be tough. And so when grief hits a person that their loved one passed away, even one, five, 10 years ago, this wave will come. It will hit them. Now, how do they react to it? Have they prepared for this wave? Because sometimes you don't even see it coming. You don't. You're looking at the shoreline and the waves behind you, and you don't see it coming. And then boom, it hits you. Now you're in front of your child. You're at work, right? I'm a teacher. I am in front of 22 students for a good amount of time during the day. Uh, and if that wave hits me, if I'm grieving over someone and that wave hits me, I need to be prepared. And I, and I think that's the best advice that I can give someone. Don't be afraid of the wave, be prepared for it. And if you really want to take it a step further, learn how to surf. So when that wave comes, you are there and you are riding it. You're accepting it. You have the surfboard and it's not flipping you upside down. It's not hitting you and you're just riding that wave and you know that that wave will hit the shoreline and it will pass. Okay. Just like any other stresses in your life, this too shall pass. And so it is perfectly okay to be hit by these waves. It's how you handle them, which is the most important.
Mm. We, I, okay. First of all, I love analogies because that's what helps me learn. But um, you said be prepared. And some people are like, what does that mean exactly? What do you mean by prepared? Well, that you, what does that include? Well, you know that those feelings of grief can pop up at any minute. Mm. So when it shows up, you're not surprised. It's almost like you're expecting it. So if you expect it and it happens, it's almost like greeting an old friend. Hey, there you are. I haven't seen you in a while. Okay, you're here. Let's do this. Mm, I like that. Expect it. And you know what? Throughout this episode, all the things that you said, because even though we're dealing with grief, they could be used in other parts of your life as well. I'm seeing it and I'm kind of like, wow. So I love that you said expect it. Be ready for it because that's what it's better. Um, I think that's amazing. I love it. I love it. Um, is there anything else you want to say regarding uh, grief that you feel like people need to know um, before we go to our next segment? Are we going to get to the homework part? Oh, yes. Yes, okay. that's next. Okay, okay. so, so let's, well, we let's, let's ride the wave. Okay, yeah, so uh, that's the homework. So for the Desta Life application, uh, you want to restate it. Uh, for those of you all who don't know, the Desta Life application is uh, the homework uh, related to the episode. So what is your homework again? It is. Okay, yes, as, mm-hmm. as part of my motivational speaking business, I found out early on the power of writing. And mm. when you write things down, it stays on paper and it stays with you. Give me one second, please. Sorry about that. When. Yeah, okay. When I uh, tell people the power of writing works, it's because I have seen it, I have done it. And when other people do it in front of me with my workshops, they, I get, they, they see it. They see the power of writing. And so when it comes to grief, one of the first things I did is when I lost a student of mine about seven years ago, uh, it was hard to get over. It re- and I and again, I, I said the word, get over, right? Um, it was hard to live with that new reality. So the first thing I did was I went back to what I said, the power of writing. And I said, okay, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to write down? And then it hit me. And this is the advice that I'm giving to people. Take a sheet of paper and a pen or a pencil. And I want you to imagine that the person that you've lost is in the same room with you. Okay. They're in the same room with you. You can close your eyes. You can keep your eyes open. And I want you to imagine that this person is now speaking with you beyond the grave in heaven, whatever it is that you believe. And I want you to write down what you truly believe they would tell you. What would they say? And so you start writing. That is going to be one of the one of the best things that you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the second thing. My first thing, and I, I really should have thought of this earlier, but the first thing would be, if they're in the room, what would you say to them? Right? And yeah, you can say it out loud, but again, the power of writing is just so, 
unique and monumental and, and fulfilling that I would really, really stress that writing these two things down, a letter to them, or they're in your room with, they're in the room with you. What would you say to them? Write it down. And then again, the first thing I said, which should be the second thing is they're in the room with you. What would they say to you? And that's my homework. That's the, that's the best assignment I think I can give to anyone that is going through the grieving process and they're having a hard time with it. Okay. So, uh, cause I want to restate it. So you're saying you're, the best of life application for today is to first write down what you would say to that person that you've lost. If they were in the room, like, what would you say to them? But write it. Yes. Um, and then the second thing was to take a sheet of paper and act. Um, I believe you're supposed to act as if they're there with you. Right? It could be the same paper or it could be a separate okay. one. It's up to you. Yes. Okay. So the other person is there with you and you all are going to write together or? No, no, no. What, uh, what would they say to you? Write what you oh, think what they or what you, you truly okay, yeah. believe they would say to you in that situation. Okay, so what would okay? So the first one is what you would say to them. The second one is what they would say to you. Yes. 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 Okay, that I believe that can be very therapeutic. I know when it comes to writing, writing can actually help you release a lot of feelings, and it's just like you really start getting into it. Because I'm a person, I'm like I don't feel like writing, and then as soon as I do it, then that's when I feel so much better. And I actually do this with my kids because uh, I work with children. And whenever they're upset, instead of like putting them in timeout, sometimes I'll have them write down why they're upset. And I realized that they're like starting to calm down a lot more. So that I love that. And I pray that whoever may be going through the grieving process or whatever, or maybe it's just grief of your old self or whatever it is, um, to take this homework and to do it. Um, for our next segment, it's called Let Us Know. What I would like to do, uh, because there are a lot of people, for some of us, we may not be going through the grief, but we have people around us that may be going through it. And sometimes it can be very uncomfortable to know, uh, to talk to them because you're like, I don't know what to say. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I want to be very caring, but sometimes we kind of miss the mark. So Hector's going to help us. Um, he's going to give us three things that we should never uh, never say to a person that is grieving. So, yeah. Well, we've said some of them already and we've had yeah. to backtrack and, and, and fix ourselves and, and adjust. Right. And so the first thing that, and it's not just what you say, it's also how you think. And, you know, the last thing I think people want to hear is, are you trying to change the way I think? And I believe it's just kind of normal and it just takes a small adjustment. And so mm -hmm. when you see somebody grieving, try not to think, I wonder when they'll get over it. I wonder when they'll get over it, because if you think that the words that are going to come out, come out of your mouth will imply those thoughts, right? Have you met someone new? Have you, you know, for someone who's lost a, a spouse or a significant other, you know, when are you going to get back into the dating scene? Um, you know, you're so young, you have a full life ahead of you, right? And so those are the kind of comments that are coming from they should move on with their life. That's number one. Uh, number two, get over it, right? And again, this is more of a thought than an actual word or phrase that you will say. I don't think anybody, reasonable person, would go up to someone that's grieving and say, hey, just get over it. Uh, that's not a good friend. And so right. you may not say those words, but your other words can imply that, right? Hey, let's go out to the movies right? When they don't want to, 
they want to be at home grieving. And so yeah. your, your invitation to go out may be coming from, Hey, I'm going to help you get over this. And so again, this is not something grief is not something to get over. Grief is something to work on and that people need to adjust to a new reality. And again, everybody is different. The third one, I mean, it may be not something not to say, because I've given you a few examples, but, mm-hmm. you know, instead of what not to say, how about I give you something to say? I'm sorry. I am here for you. I may not know what you're going through, but I'm here for you if you need me. I, I'm available to talk. Okay. Again, fix or adjust your thinking so that the words that actually come out of your mouth are, are not harmful. Yes. I feel, I love that. Okay. So when you first start off, the first one, it was talking about changing the way that you think so that you have to change your mindset. Your mindset needs to be right when you're going into that conversation or you're trying to initiate a conversation or whatever with the person who may be grieving. Um, and we talked about moving on. And I love that you said, uh, cause I never would have thought of this you know, when someone is grieving and you're like, okay, let's, you know, why don't we go out and stuff, but it actually insinuates that you're trying to tell them to get over it. And I, I love that you said that because sometimes they get very, um, they can get very defensive about it. And for a person who may not even be seeking that or may not even be trying to, it's just like, oh, I was just, you know, trying to help them. And then you're like, okay, that's what it is. So I love that you said that it actually insinuates something that like you need to get over it. And I feel like one of the worst things to do is to make someone feel bad for the way that they react to something. And I don't think that's correct. Um, of course, there are, of course, there are certain ways that, you know, we talked about drinking and smoking. We don't want them to go into, the, uh, you know, those things that, um, that may harm them or, you know, something they did usually do. Now they're getting into these bad habits and stuff. So you're like, okay, let's figure out, uh, why don't we try this, you know, and I'll be willing to go with you. I know one thing that can help uh, is for you to go to that person to say, because uh, some people don't feel comfortable with therapy or talking with people, but you can say, I will go with you to therapy. And that makes them feel a little bit better to have someone that they know is with them. There's so many, um, so much advice in this episode, but if there's anything else left that we can squeeze out of you uh, before we go, uh, what would you like to leave our audience with if there's anything else? One of the things that I've always said to my audience that can help them out, including somebody grieving, mm-hmm. is to change the way that you talk to yourself. And it's just a little adjustment. So when you think to yourself, most of the time it's I, 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 right? I need to do this. I need to go grocery shopping. I feel bad. Oh my God, my spouse passed away and now I'm sad, right? Right. So the adjustment is, Because when you say the I pronoun, you're speaking from a place in your brain that is attached to the amygdala, amygdala. And so if you switch your thinking as if you're talking to yourself in the third person point of view, as if a friend is talking to you, that will change your life. And so what you would like to adjust is instead of I, 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 say your name as if somebody else is talking to you. And so instead of my spouse died, I feel bad, you can say, and I'll use me, myself as an example, 
Hector, yes, your spouse died. Yes, it is horrible. She would have wanted you to move on. She does not want you to keep crying over her. She's in heaven looking down and she's protecting you. It's okay to cry, but you've got this. So try that. Try mm-hmm. talking to yourself in the third person. Say your name and then talk to yourself as if, as if a friend is talking to you. Once you switch the I to the third person, your name, your life will change. Yes. Um, I want to, before we go, I want you to um, drop your social media names. But before you do that, can you let us know some of the other things that you may talk about, uh, other motivational topics that you do um, speak to your audience about other than grief? Yes. my Actually, my number one thing that I talk about is happiness and stress okay. management. Other things that I talk about is achieving your goals and and yeah, just bringing you back to contentment. If something is going wrong in your life, if you are not at, if you are not content, right? If you were to rate your, your happiness or, or rate your life zero to 10, I want to get you to at least an eight, right? Not a 10, mm-hmm. right? And my wife hits me on this sometimes that, you know, if you're saying that your life is a 10, that means that you're perfect and nobody's perfect. And I always say to to her and to everybody listening, what would you rate your life one to 10, knowing that nobody's perfect? And so there I give you the excuse to say, yes, my life is a 10 right now. My happiness is a 10. And so if you are, let's say seven or down, right, you can get to an eight. Uh, That is my, my goal for anybody listening. That is the goal for my audience. Yes. I like that. Um, I, you know, just for you talking, you very motivational. Uh, you changed the way that I think now and the way that I speak about people who are grieving and about that. And it's this is great preparation for, you know, and this is something I've had to embrace. And there will be a time in my life that I have to deal with grief. You know, some people don't, they avoid it and they don't want to talk about it, but I wanted to talk about those things. So thank you for being, uh, being on because I know I couldn't do it by myself. So I had you on here. You helped me to be able to ask those uncomfortable questions. And I pray that this helps someone. So before we go, um, what are your social media names? How can people book you? All of these different things. Well, since we're talking about grief, I'll talk about that first. If you would like to take my online course, I think it's like $20. It is on Udemy, U-D-E-M-Y. If you look up my name, Hector Suko, you will see my Coping with Loss and Grief online course. And don't, if you put Coping with Loss and Grief, yeah, my, my course may come up, but if you put my name, it will definitely come up as one of the first few searches on Udemy. Uh, regular social media channels. If you just put my name, you, I'm very easy to find. Uh, my my first link is hectorsuko.com. It's my link tree to all of my resources and um, whether it's free or paid. Um, and also it has all the links to my social media channels, my Instagram, my Facebook. And so I'm, yes, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, uh, YouTube a little bit, TikTok, mostly entertaining things right now. I do have a quirky side. So a few entertaining videos on TikTok, if you want to follow me there. I have four published books. So the first one, 
it, that I'm most proud of is my ultimate gratitude and happiness journal, a 365 day journal uh, exercise for anybody who's interested in that. My second one is relationship workbook. So I have 33 worksheets for anybody that wants to be open and honest with themselves about their relationship from being single all the way up to talking about grief, finding partnership after loss is my last worksheet on that particular book. My third one is life worksheets. That's my first book I ever published. It deals with, again, getting you to that eight or nine. If something is not going right in your life, you purchase that book and it can help you with whatever part of your life that, that you need assistance with. And that's about it. HectorSuko.com. S-U-C-O is my last name. Yes, there's a lot going on with you. Uh, let's go out and support. We talked about supporting. I posted on my, uh, uh, my social media about supporting those people who are supporting you. Uh, and not just people who are supporting you, but just support in general. That's what we believe in. So please go out and support him. Uh, there are great books that we can all definitely work through that can help you be able to achieve that best of life to be able to uh, be better. And to maybe uh, through this writing and doing those workbooks, it may have spilled something to you that you probably didn't even know and we're like wow okay I didn't even understand that about me so that that is awesome I would love to be able to check that out as well um you all can uh follow the Destin Life on social media on Instagram Facebook all of those great things um please subscribe to the Destin Life podcast uh we are available on Apple Podcasts Audible um and some other places as well that I can't even think of right now. Um, but yes, we are available a lot of different places and we're also available on YouTube. So please subscribe to the Destined Life YouTube channel. And I will be posting all of Hector's, um, well, his information will probably already be out before this episode comes out. So you all can go and follow him and you guys can find the links to these different things. Um, so thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you, Hector, for being here and for, um, giving so much wisdom. You gave us a lot of, a lot of great advice that I'm going to take on. I'm going to make sure that I implement this and not, not, only, not only for myself, but also letting others know so that they can be better and be more respectful to the, towards those ones who are grieving. And uh, for those people who may be going through the grief process that they can, uh, that I could have a little something maybe for them um, and a great way to be able to speak to them. So I thank you so much for that. Um, as always, for everybody, remember that um, I'm always about, you know, living your best life and that is the destined life um, and choose today to do that. Okay. So choose today to live your best life and that is the destined life. I am your host, Destiny Harris. And um, I love you all. Thank you all so much for joining. Thank you, Hector. Bye, everybody.